Happy New Year, listeners. This is Danny. And I'm Nick. And welcome to our first episode of Sister Shells in the New Year. Woohoo! 2024! That's right. Glad you're here. New Year, new episodes. Ready for some great great reads? I thought you were going to say New Year, new me, and I was like, no, I'm the no, same. same me. <laughs> same me. That's, that's not happening. Hey, we finished the book at about the same time, though. This is accurate, which is, I don't know if that's a celebration. It's a celebration for me. Yeah, usually I'm waiting on you. Yeah, this is accurate. <laughs> All right, well, today, uh, this one's interesting. Today uh-huh. we're talking about How to Be Eaten by Maria Edelman. That sounds accurate. Yeah, sure. So uh, let's start it off with a little bit of a synopsis. All right, so this is kind of a modern-day retelling of five fairy tales um, where women are eaten or almost eaten or taken... I'm going to say, like, advantage of to the point where you could be like, okay, that makes sense. Um, these women join a support group to discuss what happened to them. And it's an interesting ride. Definitely. So I think we both have pretty strong feelings about about the book. Yep. So if you've read it, you know, feel free to agree, disagree. If not, maybe you'll uh, get an idea of whether you want to read it or not. And guess what? You probably won't want to read it. <laughs> Well, we might not feel the same. <laughs> this All right. might be true. <laughs> so let's get to the rating. So first, we always do our peppers. If you're new to Sister Shelves, we start off with kind of the spice scale. How many peppers did you give this, Nick? Zero. If I could give it negative, I would have, <laughs> but zero. Same, same. This was, um, there was some, like, romantic scenes. However, the characters are so unlikable, it's not... Yeah, it's and that's also, like, not the point of... Right, like, I- exactly. It, no one was eaten out. <laughs> this, like, is not, this, is, this is not a romance. Yeah, none of that okay, was happening. Okay, what about cheese scale? How many cheese cheeses? It was really hard for me to determine cheeses because it wasn't cheesy. Like, none, no part of this book to me was, like, funny. But there is a character who was kind of cheesy. So I, I gave that character specifically a four. Oh. Okay, well... The characters in question, so we have um, Bernice, who is a young woman who is the character from the story Bluebeard. Yep. Which I'm not I super not familiar, familiar with. We have Gretel, yep. which is the female character from Hansel and Gretel. Yep. We have um, Ruby, who is Little Red Riding Hood. Yep. Um, Raina. It's who Rumpelstiltskin. is Rumpelstiltskin? I I didn't know there was anyone but Rumpelstiltskin in Rumpelstiltskin. And they're all adults of varying age. than Ashley, who Who's is Belle. loosely Bell, but for me, the beast. Nick had to make that connection for me. Like that was not obvious. Yeah, and the only reason why I made that connection is they used the term Stockholm syndrome at one point, and I was like, oh, okay, no duh, because that's that's be the beast. So that's that's the kind of cast of characters, and I gave it zero cheeses because I thought that it was a really original idea, even though um, maybe I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, a it was, ton. It, it was, was very original, original. Um, and like liked the. Well, we'll get into that later. But I, the character that I gave the cheese to was Ruby. Okay, she's a little, a little extra. She's very extra. <laughs> so overall, how many stars? Two. Okay. I, I did not love this book. Um, overall, I think I just missed the point because I didn't enjoy it. I gave it three okay. because I thought that the format was cool. It's written as each chapter is one of 
the ladies' stories, yep. and Which this is like cool. the first time that they're speaking candidly about their experience because they're in a support group guided by somebody who believe, who is preaching the belief of like narrative therapy. Yep. So I thought that the format was cool. They each had a chapter, and then in between, the uh, facilitator he kind of you're kind of getting pieces of the plot, yep, and you learn more about each woman. So I thought that the format was interesting. Overall, didn't it certainly didn't move me. So yeah. I went three. If we were to cast this, although I'm not sure I'd want to watch. Yeah. So I had a hard time casting. I, until the drive here, didn't cast anyone. I wasn't going to cast anyone. Well, I never do it until the day, well, so that's okay. Like, I had, like, determined that I wasn't casting oh, anyone. Oh, oh, okay. The characters are, to me, were so unlikable and so, like... They're also very specific. They're very specific. They're very specific. Um, okay, so who did you cast Ruby, Little no. Red Riding Hood? So I cast Jake Johnson. As Ruby? No. The character oh. of Jake Johnson. Or Jack Johnson. Jake Johnson. The oh, TV okay. host. Okay. That's the only person that I cast. Oh, okay. So I cast Matt Lucas, who played Tweedledee and Tweedledum in the live action of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> he was also in a couple of recent, or maybe just one recent, um, season of Doctor Who. Okay. Well, I did not cast that character, so maybe we'll be able to round each other yeah. out. So I cast um, Cara Delevingne as Ruby. Okay. Um, Ruby's described that. as being, like, kind of having a wild personality. She's loud. She, uh, her defense mechanism is being offensive, um, and I think that Kara has, like, really good, like, facial expressions, yeah. so I thought that would be good. Um, I I'm cast... also laughing because I'm like, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> A moment of conviction. Dum-dum-dum. Uh, um, I cast Rebel Wilson as Bernice. Okay, I can see because that. Because I think that she has um, – she's beautiful but could play it down in the beginning until, like, Bernice gets the confidence. Yes. Um, I play – I um, cast – Jama Mays as Gretel. Jama Mays played um, Emma Pillsbury in Glee. I've never the, seen the teacher, Glee. but she has like beautiful big eyes and like I could see the whole curly hair thing. Yeah, be, she'd be great. Um, I cast Rosamund Pike as Raina. She's described yep. as a little bit older than yep. the rest of the girls and very refined. And then finally, I cast Matthew Morrison also from Glee as Will. And we can't say much more about that character until we get to the spoiler yeah, section. That's but. really interesting. So, um, if you liked. If we liked How to Be Eaten, what do you have any recommendations based on what would be kind of like this? No, but I think, like, How to Be Eaten is very much, like, modern fiction. Um, it, it doesn't fit into, like, it's definitely not a romance, obviously. It, it's a drama, but I would say, like, modern fiction, um, you know, authors who have written in the past 20 years. I would agree. Well, the whole skeleton of the book is that... Well, I guess I really can't say much other than there is a connection to reality TV. Yes. So it's definitely is. contemporary. Yes. And, you know, if you are, if you're interested in reality TV, I think to any point, yeah. Yes. Pick it up. If you are interested in something that's a little out of the box, yeah, you'd probably enjoy this. Um, if you like a little bit of a fantastical element or yeah. a little bit magic, yep, you might... I definitely would not recommend this book if you are a lover of princesses, mm -hmm. fairy tales. Like, it, that, I think, was my initial connection was like, oh, this will be so fun. It's a yeah. retelling. No. 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 I also think, like, if you feel a strong attachment to, like, female-empowered writing, 
there was some of that in this. I would agree. Um, I mean, each story, and again, you can think about the fairy tales that they're based on. Like, each story had, like, kind of like a redemption angle. Um, I think they found grace in their own story by saying it out loud. Yes. And, you know, kind of came came to terms with what happened to them. Or they were able to let go of what they're holding on to in some way, shape, or form. Because there was a definite element of they had been, whether rightfully or wrong, wrongly, villainized yes. through the media. So, again, that contemporary fiction piece, there's a huge media component. I do think at this point, if you haven't read it, you probably want to pause. I don't know that we can really talk much more about the yeah, book without, without giving it away. getting too much into it. So, if you haven't read it, make a decision whether you want to <laughs> yeah. or not. Um, it is not a large book. And it, it is, is the format... It's very chunked, so you can definitely read. I read one woman's story at a time and then put it down for the night. Um, yeah. That I worked well much, for me. I pretty much did that, too, until I was like, okay, I just need to finish it. And then I th- I read the last two and a half or three stories okay. all in one sitting. And I read it on my Kindle, so, like, it was more, more fast-paced. I okay. think if I'd had the physical book like you did, I wouldn't have finished it. Interesting. Yeah. That's... Hmm. So at this point, we are moving into a section where there are spoilers, so just be warned. Yes. Um, okay. Alert. Nick, let's start with the positives. What did you like? Um, I, I appreciate the art of storytelling. So that aspect of each woman got the floor to tell their story, I liked that. Um, that was pretty much it. Honestly, pretty much all that I liked. Um, Ashley's story and the fact that it was based on reality TV, I hate reality TV. Based on The Bachelor. Yes, I hate reality TV. I've watched a season of The Bachelor um, at your recommendation. It was fun. <laughs> I've watched a season of The Bachelor. But I take like, the blame. I, I can't watch like that like find love type of reality TV. I can't watch a cooking show that's reality TV. I can't watch like trading spaces. It's just not it's not your just not, thing. Not my thing. Like any type of reality TV, I'm I'm out. Um, but I thought it was interesting because when I when I did watch The Bachelor, I was like, I like I like the bad girl, like the girl that they cast in a shitty light, and it's <clears throat> it's interesting to hear. Like it was interesting to read Ashley's side of the story, um, while also like intercut with how the other four women perceived her her because they had seen either clips or digs into that production element yeah so that was just interesting like you know thinking about it from a narrative like storytelling or like producer lens like obviously pulls back the curtain curtain a little bit yeah i i liked a couple of the individual stories Mm -hmm. i thought that bernice's story was definitely interesting. So she is the female f- character from the Bluebeard fairy tale, and um, you know he's trying to kill her, mm-hmm. um, but he does not succeed. So he kills himself. But <clears throat> his past love interest, he turn he kills him and turns him into furniture pieces. Which was fucking weird. It was yeah, very very different. Why? And then she takes the furniture and like the souls of the women who are encapsulated in the furniture speak to her. I thought that was pretty creative. I yeah. thought that was interesting. And just she, I felt she was a little bit more likable. Yeah. Like she's exhausted. She feels guilty. I thought her story was interesting. I also appreciated Raina's story, the story connected to Rumpelstiltskin, where basically she is in love with 
Rumpelstiltskin, but it's not the life that she'd imagined for herself because he's not the man that her family and her community had pictured her for her. I thought that one was interesting too. So I, I did enjoy a couple of the different sections. Mm -hmm. It was just because it wasn't a traditional like story format. Yeah. It wasn't really beginning, middle, end. Yeah. And it was also challenging. Like there's fantastical elements to each of these stories. Obviously they're based in fairy tales, but you know, when you read a fairy tale, you take it at face value. It's a fairy tale. It's made up. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no house made of candy with a witch who was going to cook a kid. There's no wolf that's going to go eat your grandma. There's no like beast who's keeping you hostage. There's no, um, no man who's going to make you in a piece of furniture and keep it in his house. Right. There's no imp who's out doing impish things. I, I don't know the story of Rumpelstiltskin like literally at all. I should have, once I realized that was what it was, I should have gone and, like, read that story. I also don't know Bluebeard, but that... That I one that kind of just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, So, reading this book, there are the fantastical elements in a world that seems like our reality. It, it's a normal world. There's no, like, there's no magical or fantastical elements. Um... So, to me, especially, like, Ruby's story about the wolf, where, like, she talks to the wolf. Yeah. And then the wolf, like, understands where Grandma lives and goes and eats Grandma, like, that, and then tries to eat her. And there's kind of a seductive element to almost every story. And I think one thing that was a little bit frustrating for me is that, and maybe this is intentional on the author's part, she doesn't glamorize, like, any of it. So, you're reading these stories and while they're telling their story, they're also, like, exhibiting all of this self-destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. And so these women are miserable. Yep. All of them are miserable. And, you know, but the story, you can see how they're traumatized and, and haven't haven't been able to, you know, heal. And so it's it was kind of just frustrating because, you know, you want to, like, I wanted to root for them. Yeah. And I wanted to burn Ruby's coat for her for, for one yeah, that one. Her her story especially, it was like she... It was probably the most disturbing to me out of all of them because, yeah. to your point, there was the kind of, like, undertone of sexuality with the wolf, like, seduction. Right, and right. it was like, she was supposed to be, like, an 11 or 12-year-old girl, and you're just like... Well, and then Ew. she, you know, kind of self-sabotages and she's coping. Yep. And yeah, so that was just, that was difficult to read because... Uh, you know, I, I I like a lot of people enjoy a happy ending. And while I do think that most of the characters did find some element of, like, sisterhood or connection or healing, the very, very end did give a little bit of light. So yeah. they do kind of turn the corner. It's just, you you hear, I mean, they've definitely, they've been through it. Yeah. And, like, the whole time, they're being manipulated. That part was kind of cool. It not, was, not in the manipulation, but that yeah. that element was sewn in. I mean, the, the chapter that was, like... Oh, the person who's leading this self-help group, this man named Will, is wearing a skin suit of somebody else. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I thought that was really interesting. And I was trying to figure out. It took me a while to put together. Well, I did not guess that he was Raina's husband. I did not guess that. Yeah. I I knew there was some kind of connection. I thought maybe it was Rumpelstiltskin. I thought it was, too. Which I I was going to be excited about. Yeah. Because I think there's there's a love story. but. That, yeah. Actually, I kind of thought it was the guy from the TV show. The the man 
the the bachelor from the TV oh, show. I oh. thought it was him. Oh, Ashley's beau. Yes. And oh. then like when they just, you know, when he you get into more description of him, I was like, okay, he's too old. But like the way there's something that like viscerally sticks with me from the skin suit scene where he's like taking it off. It's like described like his butthole. It's like retracting the skin suit. And I was like, smash what comes out of anyone's butthole. Pass. Okay. Gross. Yeah. I I Just think stuck. listeners, if you want an interesting read, go for it. I I was intrigued by some of the reviews. Yeah. Like NPR. Uh, read it for the question at the heart of the whole thing. Can telling your story free you from reliving your story? I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. A fairy tale reimagining unlike any you've ever experienced. One of NPR's best books of the year. I'm like, okay. Was it my best book of the year? No, I was going to say NPR. I think you took it a little too far. But was it their best book of last year? Or was it, or is it you know, that contemporary fiction piece? Yeah. Because we tend to read, yeah. you know, in a different genre. And I have struggled my probably my entire adult life with contemporary fiction like on the surface super interested Mm -hmm. but as I read it I'm like meh well the pace is different the pace is very different I mean I used to be very into I'm gonna butcher his last name but like Chuck Falonic Falonic I don't know wrote a lot of like very weird contemporary fiction and I was very into it like late high school probably early college but now I'm like, that's not, not for me. So we're going to pivot. We're going to go in a different direction yeah. for February. So Nick, hit us with the next read. So uh, in February, we are going to kind of combine the elements of uh, Valentine's Day yes. and uh, the upcoming Super Bowl right. with a book called Intercepted by Alexa Martin. Um, basically, it's about a girl who's dating an NFL football player um, and, you know, what happens? <laughs> I didn't read too much about it because I wanted to be surprised. And normally think, with, like, romance, I feel like it gives it away. I think it's going to involve a fan and a player. Yep. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it looks cute. Before we sign off, what are you reading right now? So right now I'm reading, uh, trying to cram in all of the Throne of Glass series uh, before Crescent City 3 comes out on Monday. It ain't going to happen because I'm on the Assassin's Blade, which is uh, book one. <laughs> so, yeah, reading the Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Moss. Um, interesting, but I am excited to read actual Throne of Glass next, because this okay. is, like, a couple, like, I don't want to say short stories, but, like, novellas. Okay. Combined one. So, what about you? I am almost finished with Iron Flame yeah, by Rebecca Yaris. I've, I'm on the bandwagon, people. Yes. It's great. I'm loving She's it. She's joined. Uh, now I'm sad that I'll have to wait, like, another year for the third one, but... You know, I'm sitting here repping my fourth wing attire. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, <laughs> just call me a dragon girl. It's great. Yeah. Well, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. We're excited to be back in a month with a fun book, and we, we will uh, we'll see you then. Yeah, and if you hate how to be eaten, sorry. <laughs> uh, like or follow us on Instagram at sistershelves underscore podcast. Awesome. Bye. Bye.